Amen? So tonight, say this with me. I purpose to receive God's Word. Amen. 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 Woo! Glory to Jesus. So, we're doing summer reruns. Last month we talked about, we talked from the series we did um, a year ago, uh, entitled True Authority, over a year ago is when we started it. The month of July, we talked about True Authority. We had a rerun and re-preached, and, and I mean, I never preach anything the same way twice. I don't care what it is, because there's always more revelation and more understanding. But back in 2019 into 2020, right at the beginning of 2020, we did a series for about five months on the Spirit of God. And, um, and so last Wednesday, a little piece that I shared during our worship Wednesday, um, I started a rerun series on the Spirit of God. And tonight, I want to pick up with that again. And uh, Again, and I say this every time I preach on, on the Spirit of God, on the Holy Spirit, there's no message that's any more important than the message on the person of the Holy Spirit and how vital and how important that He is to your and my life. Can you say amen to that? And I'll just tell you this tonight as I'm teaching this. <clears throat> I am personally open to understanding the presence of, of the Spirit of God, the moving of the Spirit of God, what the Spirit of God desires to do and wants to do in me and in the earth. I'm open to that like I've never been before. I've been saved over 44 years, baptized in the Holy Ghost not long after that. I'm so open to that, and I'm open, I'm so open to the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues. I'm so open to more of that today than I ever have been before. You don't just get baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues, and then that's it. It's something that should increase. When you were a little baby and you started saying, Dada and Mama and little words like that, you know, at 30 or 40 years old, if that's still your vocabulary, something wrong, right? We need to be increasing and flowing, and our vocabulary in the Spirit needs to increase. I thank God for it. Thank God for the person of the Holy Spirit. He's a person. He's a He, and He's a person, and He lives inside of us. If you're born again, the Spirit of God lives inside of you. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, not talking about being baptized in water, talking about being baptized in the Holy Spirit. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues, which is a separate experience. It's not a separate spirit. It's a separate experience. You need that because it's all through the Bible. We have five examples in the New Testament, uh, all in the book of Acts, of People that were saved and then baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues. Five different stories that talk about the, the different experiences of being born again and baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues. In the book of Acts, the evidence that they were baptized in the Holy Spirit was praying in other tongues. And in the next couple of weeks, we're going to read more about that, but today... I want to just spend more time building a foundation about the person of the Holy Spirit and how vital and how important that it is. I read this verse of Scripture last week, Genesis 1 and verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering 
One translation says, Spirit of God was moving. Another translation says that the Spirit of God was fluttering. The Spirit of God was there, hovering, moving over the face of the waters. He was moving. And as I've read that passage, all through Scripture, we see how the Spirit of God moved and how the moving of the Spirit created manifestation. We see it all through Scripture. We need to not be ignorant of the person of the Spirit and how He operates. We need to understand Him. Everybody say Him. Not it, Him. Not the thing. He's not a thing. He's a He. He's a person. And He lives inside of us, and we need to know how He operates. In 1 Corinthians 2, I want you to look at several words in these five verses starting with verse 1, 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 1. I want to I point out several things about this passage of Scripture. <clears throat> Paul says this, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with the excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ, and him crucified. Now I'm going to define that for you. What, what, what I believe he's saying here is, he said, I did not want to know anything among you except Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the living word. And him crucified, what he's saying is, I wanted to know nothing but what his crucifixion produced for me and the living word that is revealing to me who I am in him and who he is to me. He said, I don't want to know anything. The Apostle Paul, in Scripture in the New Testament, probably the most educated man that there was. Probably eight or ten degrees. Very educated, very knowledgeable, had human wisdom. He said, that's not what I want. He said, that's not what I want. I want to know and understand the crucifixion of Jesus, what it did for me. And what I want revealed to me is who I am in Him, who He is to me, so that I can live in this earth, on this planet, accomplishing His purpose and His plan, not mine. That's what he's saying. Let's go on. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. In life, there are many weaknesses. There is much fear. And there's a lot of trembling. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of things that happen in life. But he said, And my speech and my preaching were not in persuasive words of man of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Not persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. The demonstration is the result of what the Holy Spirit reveals from the living Word. That's where demonstration comes. When you pray for a person to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues, I've told you stories through the years when I first got saved and was in the charismatic type church world, you know. People did all kinds of things trying to get people to pray in other tongues, you know, stand up here, Joy. People would come and they'd stand up in front of a church and then, and, and people would yell and holler and push and do and this and try to get them to say things and all that kind of stuff, you know. And then they'd, they'd get them to re, re, repeat the vowel sounds, say it, A-E-I-O-U-I-U-I, you know, trying to get them to work something up. Thank you. Sorry, I hope your neck's good. <laughs> yeah, he can work you. 
You, you don't have to do any of that. It's something that happens as a result of it being a gift from God. I mean, if you've got to work up all kinds of things to receive a gift, then it's not a gift. Hmm? There's labor involved in it. There's no labor in this. What I believe is that when people hear teaching, years ago we used to pray for people in a service, have people come up front, we'd pray for them to receive Jesus, which is great, and then we'd pray if somebody wasn't baptized in the Holy Spirit, we'd pray for people then. Problem is, I saw very few people pray in other tongues. I saw very few people in those times pray in other tongues. And God showed me one day they don't know what they're doing. They're expecting God to take over their tongue and make their tongue happen and do, do whatever. No, it doesn't work that way. And you're going to see in Scripture, see, I'm going to show you line upon line, precept upon precept, how a person prays in other tongues. It's not something that is worked up. It's not something that's man-made, and God doesn't do it. Remember that. God doesn't do it. He said, My speech and preaching were not in persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but your faith should be in the power of God. Your faith should be in the fact that when the Holy Spirit reveals to us, He demonstrates. If you're reaching out and learning how to receive healing in your body, if you allow the person of the Holy Spirit that was sent for you to reveal those truths to you, you have to put out some effort in learning and developing that. But you let him reveal, he demonstrates. Spirit of God demonstrates. And things happen because we believe what he said is true. But you have to hear it preached. You have to hear words preached and, and, and messages delivered in a way that it challenges you that you can take it and do something with it yourself. It's not because I preach it. Not because someone else you hear preaches the word but it's what you do with what you hear. John 14, verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. He will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, you know him, for he dwells with you and he will be in you. That was on that side of the cross. He is in us today. He's with us. He said he'd never leave you nor forsake you to the ends of the earth, and he is in us. Holy Spirit is in you and I. And I want to say this to you, and I want you to hear me when I say this. I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm going to say. The Holy Spirit is for me, individually, as a person, not for us. He's for me. He's for you. The Holy Spirit is for you. But when the Holy Spirit that is for me becomes real to me, then what he does through me to help others then is effective because he's real to me. You know, what I, I, you know what I've seen a lot of the church do in the past, and I just say this right now. I believe all this is changing. But what I've seen the church do a lot in the past is they came to meetings looking for the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in our presence. I've seen some amazing manifestation in meetings. Thank God for it. But that's not his number one purpose. His number one purpose is for me to know him. <laughs> i got to know him. 
I mean, I've got to know him. Because if Joey comes to me and he's got a need and an issue and I don't know him, I can give him what I think, but what he needs is what I've heard from him. So see, it becomes for all of us as a group, it's a good thing, but only if we all know him individually. We have to know him personally. We have to know the person of the Spirit. He's got to be real to us. He's got to be our go-to in anything that we face in life. No matter what goes on, he's got to be the it. Final authority settles everything in my life. He's the one that I go to. Not human wisdom, not human understanding, not what other people think. No, this has got to be about he and me. It's got to be about him and you. And then, for you and I to be baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues and never pray in tongues, oh yeah, I guess I should, you know, this thing's not working out for me, maybe I ought to pray in tongues. No, you need to be, when you're on, when you're on a mountaintop and everything is good, you need to be praying in tongues more than ever before. And I'm going to show you in Scripture why. <clears throat> 1 John 4 and verse 1. Again, we're just kind of laying some foundation for what we're going to minister the, ne- the rest of this, this, the, this month on Wednesday nights. 1 John 4 and 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits. Now, what I want you to hear when you read this, when when I read this today, I'm going to read six verses here. What what I want you to think of is all the things that have been said, what the Apostle Paul said about, he said, I didn't come to you with the excellence of speech or wisdom declaring unto you the testimony of God. He said, I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And my speech and my preaching were not in persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and power. Trying to separate himself and getting the people that he's talking to, which is us today, what he's trying to get, to get us to do is to be able to, you know, human wisdom is good. Knowledge and understanding that you learn about specific things, it's all good. But if it's not bathed in, number one, the knowledge of God's Word and then the wisdom that comes from the Word of God, if it's not that, then human wisdom is literally a waste. God wants us to take the, the human knowledge, I'll say, not necessarily the human wisdom, but the human knowledge that we have and combine it with the knowledge of God so that He can change the way we think about certain things in the natural that are not right so we can embrace and receive from the person of the Holy Spirit. I want you to think about that as we read this in 1 John. I think sometimes in the past, people have mistook this because of some of the words that are used like antichrist used in this passage people sometimes misunderstand, I think, what's really being said here. He said, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they're of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Test the spirits. There's the spirit of God, and there's demonic spirits. I'm going to say it again. There's the spirit of God, and there's demonic spirits. And the demonic spirits, at one time, were in the presence of the Lord. They're really good counterfeits of the presence of, of, of God and the Spirit of God. They're really good counterfeits. And when you don't know who the person of the Holy Spirit personally through the Word of God, when you don't know Him, you can be talked out of things. That's why He said, test the spirits. We'll talk a little more about that probably next week or the, or the week after. But He said, By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. Now, 
if, if Joey was not saved and actually he was an atheist and didn't believe anything, and I put a gun to his head and I said, now, confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. Well, just because he said that doesn't mean that he believes that. That's not what he's talking about right here. What he's talking about is the difference in human wisdom because he said, test the spirits. He's talking about human wisdom versus spiritual wisdom. Human knowledge about specific things versus spiritual knowledge. Because we know Jesus Christ came in the flesh. Why? John 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word became flesh and did what? He dwelt among us. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We know that the Word became flesh. Okay? When you know God and you know the person of the Holy Spirit, you're able to know when people are saying they believe in God and all this kind of stuff, but operating in deception and talking a bunch of stuff that really doesn't back up what God wants to do. I know people everywhere that talk against the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I know people that are born again that talk against the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They say that it's not true. I mean, okay, if you're having a hard time with it and you're not understanding it, that's okay, but how can you, that what you're saying is the Bible's not true. That's what you're saying. Because the Bible leads us in how to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. He shows us that it's truth, and He shows us multiple times that it's a separate experience. And it tells us what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for and how to accomplish things in life when I'm baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues. I mean, okay, it may sound weird and it may sound strange, and there's counterfeits of those kind of things, you know. Some people maybe just fake it and and fake it till they make it. makes people think all that kind of stuff. That doesn't change it. It doesn't mean that it's not real. How many things in the natural world, just out there in the natural, are, are goofy in your mind or maybe were goofy at one time and then one day you realized, I kind of like that? Huh? I mean, I, I used to know people all the time. When I was growing up, I played, I played a number of sports, but I played golf because my dad was a golf pro. But all the guys in other sports thought that golf was some wimpy sport. Ah, yeah, what, what a horrible sport. When I went to my 40-year class reunion, all these guys just gathered around me. Man, we used to think, you know, the golf was a wussy sport and all this kind of stuff. Man, now they're all playing golf now. Now we really like it. So they came into some revelation, you know. Should have listened to me a long time ago. No. <laughs> you, you, you hear what I'm saying? They came into revelation and realized it wasn't as goofy as they thought. Hmm? As they're limping around, you know, because they played football, and you know. And I didn't. And I'm still swinging golf. No, I'm just it's a joke. But you, but you, right? So, okay, so it seems strange. But I don't want to resist something that is in the Bible. If it's truth and it's God and it's Word, I want the Word because the Spirit of God will produce through me in a demonstrating way and will demonstrate His power and strength if I get to know Him. And I'm telling you, there's no better way to get to know Him than to have the privilege being able to pray in the Spirit and hear His voice. I'm going to show you a verse here in just a moment. But He said, He said, so test the spirits and, and every spirit that confesses. And this is the spirit of Antichrist. Well, here He's not talking about Antichrist like we think of when we think of the Antichrist with the second coming of Jesus. He's talking about anti-anointings. And what an, an antichrist is, it's an anti-anointing. It's a false anointing. And notice what he said. He said, test the spirits in the first verse, whether they're of God, because there are many what? False prophets. People that proclaim that they're certain things, but they're really not. And there's a lot of that. There's been a lot of that in the church. I'm believing that's changing, and people are becoming real and not playing games. 
you know? I, I hate to have to admit that, you know what, okay, but this person is just, it's just not right. I hate to have to say that when someone comes and asks me something like that. But if it's truth, you have to speak the truth about it. Because he said there's things like that, and you have to let your spirit bear witness if something is real or it's not. And not be afraid of those kind of things. If he said do it, then we have to do it. He said, and this is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. What? Those anti-anointed spirits. Spirits that talk about God but really are not leading people to God. See, if what we're doing is not leading you to a relationship with God and the Holy Spirit, it's only leading you to me, anti-anointing, wrong anointing. What, we need, what we're preaching is Him and everything about Him. And when you give Him all the glory and your focus is on Him, that's when He demonstrates in and through our life. And then other people profit and increase in their lives because of the anointing on your life because you're not allowing the anti-anointing to be a part of you. Everybody can be open to that. Everybody. Everybody's messed with all kinds of things because of our unrenewed minds that are being renewed. We're being saved in our soul every day. Spiritually, if you got born again, you're born again. If you truly got born again, you're born again. But your soul is being saved and renewed every day. Getting free of this mess and these ways of thinking. He said, but you've overcome them. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Therefore, they speak as of the world Wait a minute. They are of the world. Wait a minute. I'm going to go back and read that again. Sorry. I got off. He said, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world. Therefore, they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. Now, listen to me. He's not talking about saved and unsaved here. He's talking about people in the church that have a relationship with God concerning his crucifixion, what he accomplished for us, and the living word that is being revealed by the Holy Spirit. He's not talking about saved and unsaved. He's talking about people born again that are operating in anti-anointed spirits. But he said, greater is he that's in you than whatever's in the world. They're of the world, meaning they think like the world. You can be born again and continue to think like the world. The day I got born again, I still thought like the world. I'm going to say it again. The day I got born again, I still had the worldly thinking. I mean, there are some things that day that changed. But things aren't going to change if I don't purpose to develop a relationship with God through the Holy Spirit and allow the Word to renew my mind and do something with it. It won't just change. It won't just happen automatically. So what happens is, People are saved, and another year goes by, and they're just saved. And another year goes by, and they're just saved. And they've had great time in the church, but now the honeymoon's wearing off. They've been in it three years, four years, five years. And, uh, and some of the meanest people you ever meet in your life. Let me just ask you a question. Have you ever been mean? I was. Just ask my wife. I was mean. I had a mean streak in me, anger, short fuse. So, does that mean I'm disqualified? Then we're all disqualified. We've all been mean. We've all had tempers and ugliness and all that kind of stuff. We need to know him, the helper, who won't do it for us, but he'll help us do it. That's who I need to know. And he said, greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. They are of the world, and I'm just going to say I'm not one of they. I'm going to say I'm not one of they thinking like the world because I'm after it. I'm not giving it place. I'm renewing my mind day by day. I have a daily routine and confession that's causing me to be aware of what God says is true versus what the natural things appear to be. He said they're of the world. 
Therefore they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. We're of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Just because, just because somebody's got a big following, somebody's got this, that, or the other, doesn't mean that they're speaking by the Spirit of God. God wants you and I, what I'm speaking to you tonight, you know, somebody can say, well, you know, I kind of deem that you're not speaking by the Spirit of God. You're just talking about yourself and you, wanna, you want people to think you're just a great preacher. And not. Well, I, I've already settled that. I, I know there's a lot of guys that can preach better in the natural, say, than me. But nobody has a greater passion to want to preach the Word to where other people get it and it changes their life than me. So I'm telling you tonight, I'm telling you tonight, I'm not one of those. I'm one of those that are preaching the word that it liberate people's lives. Can you say amen? So I, I'm, I'm just saying that whether you believe that or not really doesn't matter because it's not between you and me and God. It's between me and God. And that's how right that needs to be. doesn't mean I do everything right in my whole life. Everything's perfect. No, 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 no. I'm still growing. Still, I will continue to grow. long as we're on this planet, we're renewing our minds and being liberated from Worldly ways of thinking and thinking like God all the time. Can you say amen? But you cannot do it without the Holy Spirit. And if we don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of praying in other tongues, to be able to pray the will of God about certain things when we don't know how to pray, when we reject that and say that, well, I just don't believe that's true, then you're saying that the Bible isn't true. Because what I'm going to teach you through these, even these next three weeks what I'm going to teach along this line that I'm teaching tonight is how real he is and his purpose and plan to liberate your and my life from anything that the world thinks. Any way of thinking of the world that's going to hinder us and keep us from walking a life of faith in God. Can you say amen? 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 14, and it says this. <clears throat> For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Now I want, you to, I want you to notice who's talked about right here. He didn't say if the Spirit prays. He said if I pray in a tongue, my Spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. So in other words, when I... When I pray in the Spirit, and, and, and tonight... As, as I end this message tonight, I'm going to talk about two different types of tongues. And I don't want to confuse anybody. If you've never heard this or heard this teaching before, I don't want to confuse you. But I want to talk about two different types of tongues. Because people, you know, that don't want to take the time to discern and decipher specific things, kind of throw everything in a, in a bag and they shake it all together and, you know, just, well, tongue is a tongue. And, and then, then they'll read scriptures that say certain things about certain types of tongues that's not has nothing to do with what when I pray in the Spirit. But just close your eyes and listen to me when I do this. You don't need to look at me when I do it. Just listen to me. I can pray in tongues at will any moment of any day. That's my personal tongue, my personal prayer language that the beginnings of that I received the day that I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. I began to pray with other tongues. My tongue has increased multiple times through the years. It's gotten stronger. And, and when I pray in tongues for longer than about 10 or 15 minutes, there's an increase that comes after I start praying that way. That didn't happen to me till about maybe 10 or 12 or 13 years into being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And, and from that time, it's increased a number of different times. 
being able to pray in the Spirit. But I can pray at will. Standing here, I can look at you with my eyes open. I can pray in other tongues. Has nothing to do with the Spirit of God coming on me and taking over my body and my tongue and making me speak. He said, for if I pray in the tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. When I start praying in that other tongue, I have no idea what I'm saying. But the next verse that I don't have up, but the next verse says, when you pray in the Spirit, then you'll pray in the understanding. So praying in the Spirit, God will begin to show you in your natural mind and your understanding what it is that you're praying for. If you stay with it and you desire that and you thank Him for it, He'll reveal that to you. So I'm just telling you that that's the way that that works. But I want to show you something. I want to read one of the passage, and then and we're going to look at this a little bit more next week. I want to read this passage and then uh, then the last passage, Luke 11 and verse 9. This is what Jesus said. So I say to you, ask, and it'd be good for you to read from verse one. You go back and look at it, you know, at a later time. But he said in verse nine. So I say to you. Ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. To him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Question mark. What's the answer to that? Absolutely not. Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a snake instead of a fish? Absolutely not. Or if he asks for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? Sure hope not. If then you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Everybody say much more. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So when I pray for somebody, I, I lay hands on somebody. I lay hands because that's what they did in the Bible, so we just do what the Bible says. But in the last 20 years, when I've prayed for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I've told them to ask God for it. Because he said, those who ask, receive. Those who seek, they'll find it. In the teaching that I'm giving you tonight, if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, and I'm just telling you, if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues, I'm telling you, even during this series, God wants you to increase in that more than you ever have. Because I'm telling you, we're living in a time when we've got to know him and we've got to know the person of the Holy Spirit and he is not a freak show. He's real. And he has, he, God wants to do more for you than you, you desire for things to be done in your life. He, want, he'll, he, he wants to do above and beyond even what you can even ask or think. And it takes connecting with him through the person of the Holy Spirit. Can you say Amen. How much more? Then I'm going to finish with this tonight out of 1 Corinthians 12. <clears throat> there, are different, there are different passages of Scripture in the Bible that talk about different gifts or manifestations. There's the seven gifts of the Spirit in Romans 12, and they're motivational-type gifts that, that have to do with people's lives. You know, like you, you've taken... You've taken personality tests and found out which type of a personality you are. Well, that's what I see Romans 12 being, is things that have to do with people's different personalities, the way God created you. And you can find yourself in, all, in, in different ones of those. Um, uh, serving is one. Giving is one. Exhortation is another. That's found in Romans chapter 12. In Ephesians chapter 5, there is a passage in there that talks about the Fivefold ministry gifts, the apostle, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher, the prophet, all of those are to equip the saints for the saints to do the work of the ministry. Those are different gifts for different people, but they're callings on people's lives. I'm a fivefold ministry pastor. God called me to do that. That's not, I'm not telling you that for you to be convinced of it. God called me, and that's not what I wanted to do. I said for years, I don't know what I'll do, but I'll never be a pastor, Right? And now for 32 years, we've pastored. And 
never, so, ne- so never say never, right? So it wasn't something I was pursuing. It was something God called me to do. He doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. Amen? And so, so that's the fivefold ministry gifts. But in 1 Corinthians 12 here is found the nine gifts of the Spirit of God. And the word gifts is added. It's actually not in the original. And so what I like to call those gifts, and I have to even train myself because it says gifts in here in, in Scripture. I have to keep working it over in my mind so I don't keep saying it. But I see those gifts as manifestations of the Spirit. Okay? So I want, I want to read this, and I want to make a point about tongues. There's a lot we could say about this passage. We'll talk a little bit more about it next week. But, uh, but I, w- I want to put it out there, and I want to m- make sure that you understand something about tongues themselves. Verse 1, now concerning spiritual gifts or manifestations, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. In, In other words, if you look at the whole context of what we've been talking about tonight, you can't say it and really mean it, except through the revelation that the Holy Spirit reveals. Revelation is the key to your and my success. We're not going through life believing in something that someone else believes. I'm believing in something that I believe is true. I believe Jesus is real. I believe his death, burial, and resurrection is real. I believe what he paid for was for me to be liberated and free and empowered on this earth. And everything that he's done for us is revealed to us by the person of the Holy Spirit. He said, Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed and on. I already said that. There are diversities of gifts or these manifestations, but the same Spirit. One Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for what? Profit. The manifestation of the Spirit in the way that he mentions these nine that I'm mentioning here in just a moment are to profit people, to advance people, to move them forward, not move them backwards. God's not trying to hurt us. He's trying to lift us up and exhort us and move us out of worldly thinking into spiritual thinking. Can you say amen? That's what he is working at over time to accomplish in the earth, in our lives, if we'll allow him to. And he's a gentleman. He will not force himself on us. He won't make you develop a relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit so that you can know God the Father in an intimate way. He won't make that happen. He won't force you to do it. He's given you his word. He's given you all of heaven backing everything up. He's given you his spirit. But if you and I don't do anything with it, we don't allow the helper to help us, then we can't be helped. And so you can live here on this life born again and think like the world and and allow yourself to be taken down and leave this earth prematurely because you're not on the receiving end of the promises of God. And it all comes because... We don't understand the resurrection, and we don't understand the power of the living word through Jesus Christ. Because when it's revealed to us, nothing can stop us. Can you say amen to that? I mean, nothing can stop you. You don't have to give in to anything or anybody. Nothing can stop you. Amen? So he said, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one, everybody say one, is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of those tongues. But to one and the same Spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually as he, capital H, wills. These nine manifestations of the Spirit are for born-again people 
that are developing a life of faith, developing a relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit, and they are, they, they like one of those is, is the gift of faith, the manifestation of faith, okay? That's not the faith that was dealt to you. It's an extension of that that comes into play as he wills when you need a higher level of faith to overcome a situation. But if you've not developed a relationship with God and you don't, you don't know him and have faith in him, in your common faith that you develop on a day-to-day basis, then he can't will you to operate in something higher because you've not developed up to that point. So we get born again. Thank God for that. Thank God for being born again. We want to see people saved. But we want to see people come to the knowledge of the truth. Amen? And actually, 1 Timothy 2, uh, 4 says, He desires all men to be saved and to come to the saving knowledge and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Both of those things. That's what pleases God our Savior, Jesus Christ. It pleases Him for people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's why, in what he's saying here, these manifestations of the Spirit are to profit people, but they're as he wills. The tongues and the interpretation of tongues are tongues that are spoken out that are a different tongue than your prayer language, what you received when you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's not just an extension and you get loud. If you're in a service like this and there's a tongue that comes forth, that tongue for it to be real has to be something that God willed for that moment. It's not something that, you know, you're trained in and it's your gift. No, no, no. It's he wills them every single time. Not the first time telling you, well, you're the tongue prophet. And you're going to speak in tongues and you're going to interpret those tongues. Well, you will have the interpretation. If God gives you the tongue, he'll give you the interpretation also. Other people could interpret it, but you'll have the interpretation of that also. But that tongue and interpretation is not just the extension of your prayer language. It is something that he wills in the moment. I've been in many services. I was in a service in Fort Worth one time when um, um, Kenneth Hagin was in at the Southwest Believers Convention in Fort Worth. And he came, and he, he spoke in a tongue that was in Chinese. You remember that? He spoke in, that, in, in a tongue that was in Chinese, and, a, and there was somebody, a, a, a Chinese individual that, or somebody that spoke the language, said that, that what he, he interpreted what he said in that tongue. God gave him that that night. Brother Hagen doesn't speak Chinese. And the guy said he fluently spoke in a Chinese dialect. And the interpretation came that way. That's not the norm, but it was God willed that because there were people that needed to hear it, and the person that interpreted it needed to interpret that, needed to, to be able to be convinced. Some, something happened with that person that night, like they became convinced and maybe even got born again that night. I'm not absolutely sure, but something like that happened supernaturally. See, because God knows how to get people's attention through these manifestations. How many in here want to be used with the manifestations? I do. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, the gifts of healings. Not just the gift of healing, but the gift of healings, right? The working of miracles, I mean, how, how many want to be a part of that? But listen, they're not what I dream up or work up. Don't be going in, to a funeral service and because you heard someone else drag somebody out of a coffin and they were raised from the dead. Don't go do that if you haven't heard from him. Hmm? What, would, what would raising the dead be a result of? The working of miracles. Or, or in a specific situation, what could cross over there is the gift of faith. Someone having the faith to do something that their natural mind is screaming and saying, jail, 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 they're taking you away, you know. And God's saying, I want you to raise that guy up out of, the, out, of, out of there. I'm telling you, there's a lot of people that have done that, and God didn't tell them to do it, and it just fell, fell flat. Because if God didn't tell you to do it, he's not going to come down and save your hind end from being embarrassed. No. He's not going to bless what we think is right. 
We have to connect with him and do it his way. Can you say amen? So what I, the point I wanted to make as I end is that my own personal prayer language is not one of the nine manifestations of the Spirit of tongues and interpretation of tongues. Those are two different ones. But the, the tongue of 1 Corinthians 12 that we just read, that manifestation is a supernatural gift and manifestation that happens as he wills it, and it's different than my prayer language. It's not the extension of my prayer language. It has to be something different for it to be true and to be real because it's as he wills. See, but I spoke in tongues, a prayer language that I have that I can pray in all the time. He didn't will that. He willed it for me to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, but I've developed it under his direction, under his command. I've developed the tongue myself by being willing to receive the things that he has for me. But I've developed it, and it's a part of me. I can speak it at will. Not this tongue. This is as he wills. reason I told you that is because every person... I'm not going to pray for people tonight. In the next two weeks, I'm going to lay hands on anybody that has never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I want you to take, if you haven't and you want to be prayed for, I want you to take this and meditate on it. I want God to show you because when you come, I want you to already be prepared that all I have to do is for you to say, Father, thank you for it. You, you may take this message tonight and you may do it at home and all of a sudden start praying in other tongues. You don't have to wait. But God's instructed me. I thought I was going to pray tonight, but God instructed me not to pray to minister this, and, that, and then preach again next week and the week after. But after each of these, I'm going to pray for you to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit if you've not. And if you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you want to just be prayed for concerning the stirring on the inside of you to receive more of the manifestation of praying in other tongues, I want to pray for you too. So be praying about that. Think about it. Think if you want to be a part of that in any way. In any way, we want to do that. Can you say amen?